0: Wednesday, May 15th, 2019, and you are tuned into HTM Sports here at twitch.tv backslash hitting the marks also online at hitting the Lots to cover on today's show, including the NBA draft lottery, the latest from the NBA and NHL playoffs. But first, welcome in my tag team partner, the man, the myth, the legend, the real RBV. Rick, welcome back to your show. It's me, it's me, it's that honor the beat of the V, Rick Vickery here, and, and I am still buzzing over
1: last night's developments inside of the NBA lottery, man, it, so much excitement with so little going on, I, I can't believe, uh, you know, just almost 24 hours later you know, on this high that I'm still on.
0: I can't believe how angry I am. The more and more I look at social media, I don't care if it's the the AEW haters, if it's the WWE defenders, if it's everybody that thinks they should be the general manager of the Los Angeles Lakers and the New York Knicks, we're hitting all the marks today over the next couple days, really, because we're not talking none of that wrestling crap today. Well, maybe maybe some AEW because of the NBA tie-in. But Rick, we got to start off with this draft lottery. This thing... I don't even know where to begin. I guess number one is number one. The New Orleans Pelicans get the number one pick in the NBA draft. They have won the Zion sweepstakes, at least for now. June 20th is when the draft goes down. Of course, free agency doesn't kick off until July 1st. So the draft is going to impact free agency just as much as anything that we see between now and the end of the season. The New Orleans Pelicans won the Memphis Grizzlies, too. Let's all face it. We were all holding our breath and hoping that the Grizzlies didn't get this number one pick, right? Like, I mean, come on. We were all holding our breath. Then we have the New York Knicks, the Los Angeles Lakers, your Cleveland Cavaliers, huckleberry take aim at whichever ones you want because we got something to say about just about all of them well except memphis because nobody cares about memphis well you know coming out
1: coming out of the gate here i was in cleveland watching this thing uh and it was electric i mean there was excitement people were glued to the television you know were they going to be able to get that number one were they going to be able to claim you know that that next truly great player coming coming into the league man you want to talk about Deflate a tire, sucking the life out of, out of a, a place. And as soon as the Cavaliers went six there, well, the Cavs are
0: six. That's right. I, for some yeah, reason com- I thought they were five, but yeah, you're right, uh, complete,
1: six. complete, uh, complete. Just, it was like someone had dropped dead.
0: Yeah. The only, the
1: only other, the bigger reaction though, is when your, your slimy Lakers got locked into that top four spot and everybody, you know, we're holding our the breath that this, this can't be happening. This is not going to happen. Fortunately, it didn't. But, yeah, it was such a great time watching. such a great environment, all the excitement there. But I think overall, you're right. You know, everyone was holding their breath, making, you know, this cannot be Memphis. This cannot be Memphis. And that's, I mean, that's every fan.
0: And that's uh, every, not every fan. That's every network. That's everybody yes, that works every, for every the league, network, every, sponsor. every sponsor. Everybody that's got
1: something invested here. No way in hell is Memphis getting this. You're looking at the other three. Uh, obviously, you got the two big, the two huge markets in New York and L.A. They're salivating. They're waiting for one of those to get that number one there. Even it feels like a letdown to go to New Orleans. I know it's a, a decently sized market. They want another star there. They're going to have that now, but it just man. I, I still feel if you're somebody that's financially invested in this thing, you're kind of like, oh man. Did we just, we just missed out on something huge, something special?
0: You missed out on box office. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I mean, not only is New York and Los Angeles the sexy markets, they're, of course, the markets that are always going to be on television. They're the markets that basically run the NBA, even when they're bad. And it's just good for the league when the Lakers are good, when the Knicks are good, when the Bulls are good, when the Rockets are good. Those four markets are really, they're they're just must-have. Well, you
1: You you know how they got this, right? Uh, Roger Goodell made a call to the NBA office and was like, hey if we need to, we need you to do us a huge solid we we owe New Orleans one can you go ahead and give them the number one pick
0: yeah i, I I've heard a lot of that going around um I, 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 so New Orleans obviously takes Zion assuming that they stay at the number one pick um there is the potential that they could trade it Come not on, very I, likely I, I was going say I mean but you would there. have
1: to give you'd have to give them more than the world is worth to pass up on a player like Zion.
0: So then you have the Memphis Grizzlies, who I absolutely expect is going to take Jay Monet, who's right up the road there at Murray State. And I think that's probably the logical pick at number two. Number three is going to be R.J. Barrett to the New York Knicks. I I would absolutely assume anyway that that's who the Knicks are going to take. But if they don't, the Lakers will be more than happy to take R.J. Barrett. Assuming that Barrett goes to New York, take Cam Reddish. You take Cam Reddish or I'm driving out there and I'm beating Rob Palenka's ass myself. This this is not even open for debate. Cam Reddish is by far the best player that's going to be available at number four. And stop with this Anthony Davis talk, Lakers. Just stop it. You're not going to trade that pick and get Anthony Davis. Do not trade that pick along with our entire core of young players to go get Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis and LeBron ain't going to work anyway. LeBron cuts to the rim and if you got Anthony Davis standing there in the middle, LeBron's not going to be able to cut. He's not going to be able to get to the hole. LeBron works with shooters like Cam Reddish. You take fucking Cam Reddish. Stop with this Anthony Davis shit. I'm so irritated by this, man. It's just absolutely outrageous. You think that they're going to give you Anthony Davis for the number four pick? No, it's going to include Kuzma, it's going to include Hart, it's going to include Ingram, it's going to include Ball, and the number four pick. You're giving them a whole freaking team. And who says Anthony Davis is even going to leave New Orleans now? This changes
1: everything. I, you know with that with them locking in there. What do you, I was going to ask you this year. What do you think the odds are? Maybe that they uh, they kind of kiss and make up down there.
0: I, I I think that potential is absolutely there. I am hearing reports today that this changes nothing. That Anthony Davis still wants out, but there's still a lot of time between now and whenever they have to trade Anthony Davis. Remember, his contract doesn't expire for a year.
1: Right. It's everything that I'm hearing, reading, seeing. You know, from you know the expert insiders and all that is that they're not budging. They still want out. It, nothing is changing here. Uh, even with the you know the potential of Zion coming in, it, it is it's so damaged to this point that they just he just wants to cut
0: ties. And even more ludicrous than the Lakers is the Knicks. Stop! You're not going to get Anthony Davis for the number three pick, and you have nothing else. You have no other assets. I can't tell you one person that plays for the New York Knicks well, hey, other just, than their just, number three yeah, pick. Just, just yesterday, just yesterday, Big Ray
1: confirmed, Big Ray Hands, uh, our, our boy, the, you know, the reporter of the people, confirmed to me that not only is Anthony Davis guaranteed to be going to New York now, but they're also going to get Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, and Kyrie Irving. Oh, and Kyrie Irving as well, yeah. So, yeah, we're going to have a new big three there in New York. So they're okay with missing out here on this uh, on this Zion
0: Street case. Yeah, we're going to talk about Kyrie and Kevin Durant here in just a little bit. Any other thoughts as far as this NBA draft? Does this really solve the problem? Because the way that this thing was all laid out was to discourage tanking. Well, we only saw one of the teams that had the best shot of landing the number one pick finish in that top four. Does the way that they have changed this system, regardless of how complicated it is and how much nobody understands it, has this solved the tanking issue? You know, with it
1: – and this this is really is a case, it seems, that their own system where they're trying to be so slick, they've outsmarted themselves and it's come back and kind of bit them in the rear end. Uh, you know what? Tanking is going to happen. I, I wish that they would go to more for traditional. We know, you know, you, you line
0: up by how you finish. Worst to first, just like yeah. the NFL does.
1: That That's fine. You know, you're going to have that. You want to try to discourage that and everything, but that's just – you still have tanking because you're trying to get into that top three so that you have that 14% chance uh, and if, but if you're going to stick with this system here NBA, you know stop with the how secret how secret everything is here. let us see the system at work how these things are being drawn out uh, because you know really at this point here I don't completely trust it and I don't think a lot of people are, you know feel that same way out there They're, they don't really can trust this system.
0: Of course, somebody in Cleveland is not going to trust this system. We'll talk a bit more about no, the Cavaliers. I had some people
1: pretty heated. Uh, they were pretty fired up as, you know, pre, pre-lottery. pre They're talking and, you know, they're all excited about the potential of getting that, that next big player, Said so, you know, that number one. And I said, there's a reason that that's behind closed doors because there is absolutely no way in hell they are going to let this happen again where this, you know, larger-than-life, this true megastar, goes to cleveland ohio they, they do not want him in that market i mean that would be comparable to memphis but cleveland you already got away with one because he was a hometown guy and it was the big story there but they regretted it
0: new orleans pelicans congratulations did you see zion zion looked like he got hit by a bus
1: hey did you see him The whole thing, he was the entire show. (laughs) It was the
0: Zion show. I think, you know, it was more featured on him than anything that was going on on the stage. And I bet you it drew better ratings than Raw. Let's talk about free agency. Free agency kicks off on July 1st. Of course, the draft is on June 20th. So this is going to get real interesting over the course of a couple of weeks. Here are some of the notable free agents that are going to be available. We have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who we already talked about. And I'm I'm sorry, I'm just not buying the New York thing. I don't buy it at all. We have Kawhi Leonard, who we're going to talk about a little bit later from Toronto. Although there is a lot of things that say he wants to stay in Toronto now, which kind of fits his personality, honestly. Klay Thompson is going to be a free agent. One half of the Splash Brothers ain't no way in hell that kid's leaving Golden State. Although he does want a max contract, which... Maybe, you know, could be a Scottie Pippen kind of thing. Kemba Walker down there in Charlotte. That's somebody I could see going out and joining LeBron in Los Angeles. D'Angelo Russell, who the Lakers should have never, ever let go in Brooklyn. He's going to get paid. Jimmy Butler, the worst uh, great player inside of the NBA. His attitude's absolute horseshit. And Julius Randle, who the Lakers let Get away. Rick, this is a really, really good class for free agency. The NBA is gonna look completely different next year, unless a lot of these guys just re-sign where they're at. One guy who's not gonna re-sign, Julius Randle. He lost the Zion sweepstakes last night.
1: Yeah, he's definitely one on the move here. I got a feeling you know, great that you pointed that out. Uh there are some some major players on this list that are going to be available. But we want to come, and, there's, and it's going to create a lot of excitement. But I have a feeling when we get down to it, you're not going to see them on the move. I, I think a lot of people are settled in where they're at. The league is, you know, it's very nice and competitive right now. Uh, you know, a lot of teams are just one or two players away. You know, just you know those those puzzle parts. You know, where you don't need like a star. Uh, they're they're right there, and especially you know out in the in the West, it's so competitive.
0: You know, and that's the thing, man. Because when I look at this list, right. Let's say Kevin Durant stays in Golden State, just for the sake of argument, all right? And then let's say Kyrie goes, and he joins LeBron and Kemba Walker in Los Angeles. And then we have Kawhi, who we know that he's interested in coming to Los Angeles, but it sounds like he's more of a Clippers kind of guy, right? Jimmy Butler, God knows where he might end up. Julius Randle, I'm not sure that it necessarily matters. He's more of a role player at this point. The West could actually get stronger in this thing. There's going to be nothing in the freaking East if all these guys come West.
1: I was going to say everyone kind of going West and and we know, you know, the importance on that marketplace in the East, in New York. I don't really think, I don't think anybody's going to want to go there. I mean, let's, let's be honest. I mean, do you if, add you know, RJ
0: Barrett to the Knicks? They might be a playoff team in the East. If all these freaking players come to the West. Well, and I think that's going to be, that's going to be the
1: key. If if you got that great, Uh, western movement that's you know that we could potentially see here then you don't have to get those all-stars to be competitive inside the east and if they want to jump the knicks up here but you still have to deal with the train wreck of a franchise that they have become
0: and the toronto raptors are going to become the atlanta braves remember when the atlanta braves were so good and they won the national league every year and then lost the world series That's going to be Toronto or Milwaukee. One of the two.
1: You'll have one of those two kind of becoming the Braves or the Buffalo Bills of the East.
0: Yep. So let's talk about the NBA playoffs. It's been a very, very eventful week since the last time we spoke. I want to start off with the Houston Rockets, obviously eliminated by the Golden State Warriors in six games without Kevin Durant. No Kevin Durant in Houston. Rick, are, when are we going to give up on Chris Paul and James Harden? Is it time to blow this thing up in Houston? Because it ain't working. They're not getting any better. All they're doing is getting older. Well, you know, it's, hey, you can enjoy enjoy all your stats, you know, all
1: these great accomplishments that they're hitting in the regular season, but they're not made for, for these playoffs. And they're not well-rounded enough. They're not deep enough to compete with, you know, the top of the top, which is Golden State. And now we're seeing that here. I mean, you take out a player like Kevin Durant, and, you know, if you're Rocket fans, you're like, all right, now we got them. This is our opportunity. Let's go get them. And you just go out there and get flat out embarrassed because your style of ball is not going to its not going to sustain you through the playoffs. And you're not going to be able to, you know, the little slashing and flopping is not going to work against a true shooting team like Golden State.
0: We see it with Oklahoma City and Russell Westbrook. We see it with James Harden and the Houston Rockets. This iso ball all centered on one guy doesn't work it'll get you through the regular season it'll get you into the playoffs i can't help but feel differently if this team would have ran through chris paul instead of james harden
1: well internally i mean is that is that a conversation that they're having now you know do we have to shift gears are we going to continue with this philosophy i mean do you switch gears but but again what result what is the end result does it make you any better is you're not going it's not going to improve you enough to, to elevate yourself above this competition,
0: and Chris Paul's just getting older. He's not the Chris Paul that he was five years ago.
1: There we go. Uh, it's it's you really have to, you really when you're looking at this thing. And we go back to what we were just talking about with some of these movers and the potential coming west. Yeah, you know, how far does Houston fall here? Are they done? Was this it for that?
0: Yeah, I almost wonder if it's time to blow it up. What could think of what you could get for somebody like a James Harden? Just saying. Because I I like Chris Paul running that D'Antoni offense. Let's talk a little bit about Kevin Durant. Uh, Kevin Durant is out, and the Warriors haven't lost since he went out. The Golden State Warriors, now 31-4 and when Kevin Durant does not play and Steph Curry does. Rick, it completely changes this team. The way that they run their offense is completely different with and without Kevin Durant. They come out, they beat Portland last night and not only beat them, they beat them pretty good. Golden State one sixteen, Portland 94. So let's say that they go out and they win again on Thursday because we know Kevin Durant's not going to play on Thursday. He might not play game three. So let's say this thing shifts back to Portland and Golden State wins there. They're up three games to nothing. Do you even want Kevin Durant back? You know, at this
1: point, uh, if, if you, get, if you go out here and get, and you capture game two without him, we know, we know he's going to be out for that, correct? Right? Yeah, so that he's definitely said, out right. for
0: game two. He okay. may be back for game
1: three. Okay. Well, no, I, I think you kind of play it as, as by need, play it by ear. You know, if you win game two, you've got a, you've got a comfort zone there. Maybe he suits up for game three in case he is needed for something, but you, you hold him off. See how that game is playing out. And then certainly if you win that thing, you don't play him until you lose a game.
0: I'm, you know, I'm not sure that I don't keep him out until the NBA Finals. If if they, if I go what three games to none, there's no way I'm dressing him game I, I four. I, yeah,
1: I would. If he's available game three, I dress him and hold him out. Win that game, then I don't know if I dressing for game for game four. Or, you know, unless unless Portland can come back and get two wins and make it three two, then I maybe I'm looking to Kevin to come in and save me here. But until then, I keep him out to the finals. Uh, obviously, you know all these people. Oh, they're better without him. The, the number is. I mean, it's astonishing. It's incredible what they can do when he's when he's not on the floor there. But come on, we're talking about the best player in the game right now. They're, they're going to need him and want him out there to win the championship.
0: It's it's just crazy to me that without the best player in the world, arguably, that you're thirty one and four. But you know, well, you I, have to remember this is the team that won seventy three games. Well,
1: it, it too. When we got to the Splash Brothers. What they have been able to do, this opens them back up where it becomes the, the true shooters of the league. They evolved the NBA. These guys changed the game the way it is played. It's a shooters league because of them. Yep. And it, when you put in, you know, Kevin Durant in there, sometimes we forget how good they were before.
0: Yeah. Uh, Steph Curry reminded everybody he goes for 36 points on 12 of 23 shooting. And I don't necessarily understand what Portland was trying to do because it seemed like their strategy was leave Steph Curry wide open and let him shoot threes and maybe he'll miss them. That seemed like that was the defensive plan. He just didn't miss him. Well, we, we've talked we talked about this last week, you know, dealing with that hand
1: issue. He's been ice cold. And, but we had talked about it. it's only a matter of time before he turns us around. And when it was a necessity, when it was when it was crunch time, they needed him to deliver. He absolutely did. So you can understand maybe where that, ge- that logic, that game plan came from. Because he was ice cold up to this point.
0: Splash brother number two, Clay Thompson, goes for 26. But I thought the most important guy on the floor was our boy. Yeah, Quinn Cook. Huckleberry, you remember Quinn Cook? He's one of my favorite dookies of all time. I love me some Quinn Cook. Quinn Cook goes for 8 points in 13 minutes. Yeah, you wouldn't think that was necessarily that important. Quinn Cook had a plus 12 differential in 13 minutes. That's the guy who comes in when Steph Curry goes out. When the backup has a plus 12 differential... You're going to win that game, and you're going to win that game easy, and Golden State did. Portland, on the other hand, had all kinds of problems. Damian Lillard goes for 19 points, 6 assists, C.J. McCollum 17, and 1 assist. But the important stat, Lillard with 7 turnovers, McCollum with 3. If you got 10 turnovers coming from your starting guards against a team like Golden State, it's going to be a long night
1: you' got to be able to handle the rock, you know, mistakes handing the ball over, especially when you've got such you know the hot hands that we saw from Golden State. Uh, it's going to be a long night for you on both ends of the floor.
0: Toronto and Milwaukee tip off tonight, game one. Of course, Milwaukee just ramages through Boston after Huckleberry and I declared the series over after Boston won game one. And then we have Toronto. Toronto takes out Philly. In seven games, 92-90, to on quite possibly the most ridiculous shot I've ever seen in my life. And Rick, to equate this into pro wrestling terms, if you haven't seen this shot that Kawhi Leonard makes, there is a shot going down the court from the opposite basket, and you can see the pop. The pop from that Toronto crowd was absolutely insane. If I'm Kawhi Leonard... I'm resigning in Toronto because you are basically a freaking god in that town right now.
1: Well, it, right now, correct. But you know, it's a lot of what have you done for me lately? So, and, and they are they're very hungry to get to those finals. I think he's got one more step ahead of him. He if he gets them there, then yes, he has cemented you know his legacy, his place amongst the the, the gods in Toronto. Uh, but he, I think he's got to he's got to get them there, and then he is set. You're talking about the imagery there. Uh, one of my favorites, you know, just not that, that full shot that you see with the crowd, where he is sitting, where he has realized that the ball is still bouncing around and he's and it's that still shot where he's down, on like crouching on the floor, and he is surrounded by the Sixers who are also with their, their jaws, you know, are, are, are on the floor, is they're all watching it. Their eyes are, I mean, the size of the basketball, and to see that thing go in and their reaction is absolutely priceless. Uh, again, I cannot believe, if this is the first time that that's ever
0: happened. Yeah, the first time that a game seven has been decided on a buzzer beater, which I believe they define under four seconds. Yes. So, that's a pretty fascinating stat. It was a hell of a shot, man. My God, what a shot to dribble all the way around the crease and then just bury that thing from the corner, man. Hey,
1: and you talk about a star earning his check right there. I mean, that's that's which. That's what they get paid for. That's the moments they live in. And he absolutely delivers.
0: I think Joel Embiid might have saved his job in Philly, too. Just showing how emotional he was that they lost that game. Let's talk about the Cleveland Cavaliers. I am so intrigued by this. So the team in Ohio hires a coach from Michigan? This can't be going over well in the state of Ohio that John Beeline is the new coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers.
1: Uh, I think right now, uh, I think that the the Cavs fans, uh, it's an empty ship right now. I I think people are kind of just totally compelling on them. They're expecting the same. Uh, the same that we got this year, and there is no hope. There is no interest, in, and in this pretty much solidifies that.
0: There is no hope in Cleveland. But, hey, at least Odell Beckham's wearing gold shoes at OTAs. Pencil them in for the well, Lombardi
1: I was going to say, you know, there's so much excitement for everything else going on. You know, the, the hype with the Browns, the Indians, uh, and
0: pretty much
1: – I mean, it's just they have stamped they've stamped their dance card as the worst date in town.
0: It's funny, you know, we talked about baseball going into opening day and we haven't talked about it since on the show. uh the Lakers on the There's other nothing hand, going on. the Lakers on the other hand, we had a great hire, yeah, yeah, we bring in Frank Vogel now now let's talk about the great hire and Jason Kidd, the assistant coach what the hell? And this just tells me there's too many cooks in the kitchen when it comes to the Lakers front office right now. Jeannie is taking advice from far too many people and Palenka wants one thing and LeBron wants another and Clutch Sports wants another. And we're trying to troll LeBron James and make sure that Ty Lu doesn't take the job as the Lakers coach. And then we're going to take Kurt Rambis' advice of all people and bring in Frank Vogel Oh yeah, but we also need to bring in Jason Kidd. Like, is there any chance Jason Kidd is not the head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers by the end of next season?
1: Well, I, I love how they're really they're they're twisting this thing with Kidd. That he's more so his. They want him to be able to focus more on developing ball than than it, than have to worry about the overall you know the duties and the the task and the the chores that come along with being the head coach. I, I love the twist there. I mean, come on. It, it, we're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers here. I mean, we should have gone with somebody a little more high profile. That's going to get that's a sexier pick. That's going to get your fan base a little more excited. I mean, hey, you're Mister Laker. I mean, how do you feel about this here?
0: I hate it. I hate everything about it because it it just adds to the narrative. That we have no idea what the hell is going on. We have Kurt Rambis that's inspiring decisions. We have Clutch Sports inspiring decisions. We somehow have Phil Jackson inspiring decisions. We have Rob Polinka out there who is Kobe's guy. We have LeBron and everything that comes along with him. This is why I was against LeBron to begin with. I thought the Lakers had a real nice core of young players that we could actually build around and build a team. But no, let's bring in LeBron. And now let's be willing to ship that entire young core and the number four pick to New Orleans to get somebody who's not going to play well with LeBron. Are you guys guys the... The Los Angeles Lakers are WWE creative? I feel like we're the fucking Clippers. And that's like the worst insult I can throw at the Lakers. Hey, L- L.A. L.A. is a hot
1: destination in the NBA. Unfortunately, it's just in a Clippers jersey.
0: Yeah, and whoever would have thought that would happen. You know, but the Clippers still wish that they sold half as much merchandise as the Los Angeles Lakers. They're still the biggest brand in basketball. It's just mass chaos, man. It's like the Yankees in the mid-80s. Just an absolute embarrassment. What's going on here? Let's uh, let's talk about the Stanley Cup, and uh, I we might have got the one Boston prediction wrong, but boy, am I nailing the hell out of this one! Tuka Rask and the Boston Bruins up on the Carolina Hurricanes three to nothing. Rask has given up five goals, and the Bruins have scored thirteen. Um, this series absolutely looks like it's over. And like I said a couple of weeks ago, I haven't seen anything to change my mind. Just put the Bruins name on the cup.
1: I say, hey, we've been putting over for weeks now. There is one position in all of sports that can that truly can dictate outcomes of the game. And it is the goalkeeper in in hockey, in the NHL. And that is exactly what we are seeing here. Uh, you know, it's just a foregone conclusion. It's, is it going to be the sweep? Are they going to let one get away before they get it? But Boston is marching on to the Stanley Cup finals. I guess more interesting on this flip side, you know, we've got it all locked up at one in the West or with the Sharks and the Blues. Which, which team would you like to see them? square up against in the finals who do you think has the better shot there
0: well i have to pull for the san jose sharks because they're playing the st louis blues and as a chicago blackhawks fan i by very definition hate the st louis blues so i'm going for the san jose sharks although i think it's going to be the blues i think the blues are the better team the blues have stolen home ice in this series winning game two inside the shark tank i think they're going to close this thing out in six that's it. honestly the, the way that i'm seeing this thing line up now what plays into the Blues' advantage is if Boston sweeps Carolina, because if this series goes six, that series goes four. You are going to have Tuka Rask sitting on his couch for a couple of days, and that's a good way to cool off a hot goaltender.
1: Yeah, that's, you, you don't want to cool off your hot hand, that hot glove between the pipes there, and that in that break, you know, a lot of people. Would think, oh, you know, that's a positive here. If you, know, you want to keep your momentum going forward, you want to stay on that ice. You want to keep, you know, just not just your goalie, but everyone else around that. You want to keep your, you want to keep your guys moving, keep them on that ice, keep moving forward. You, you take that minute to breathe, and it could catch up with you. Uh, on the other side, there, you know, I, I really love the matchup. I think that they're, you know, when you look at the tail of the tape between the Sharks and the Blues, very evenly matched. But I, I think San Jose just has a little bit more. Than than St. Louis. And I think, you know, ultimately, as we're putting over here, it's going to come down to, you know, the Sharks' goalkeeper.
0: Yeah. And if it can make it to seven and in San Jose, inside that shark tank, man, that place gets rocking, man. San Jose loves their freaking hockey.
1: Well, and you got to think, too, in either case, you know, we're always looking at the the potential matchups because, you know, we always talk television numbers and what it means for the markets, the NHL, the sponsors. NBC Sports—they have to be feeling really good about either one of these matchups. I mean, you've got all the history, how hot Boston is. You could go coast to coast with San Jose, and hey, they've got a rich history themselves. Or you got—I mean, one of your classics, man—the Blues and the Bruins in a Stanley Cup final. I mean, you got from that aspect, the league has to be ecstatic.
0: And I will have to puke in my mouth and pull for a team from Boston, because if it comes down to Bruins and Blues, I gotta go Bruins, and I hate pulling for anybody from Boston. Anybody who's listened to our shows for any amount of time knows. Whoa, whoa, how much I whoa hate you, that. hold
1: on, hold on. What? You hate to pull for anybody from Boston? Well, what about yes. the great strangler Steve
0: King? Well, no, I meant sports teams from Boston. He's a
1: sports franchise.
0: Yeah, he is <laughs> a franchise. Him and his. <laughs> His sexy, sexy beard. Congratulations, Hameen Media, on one million downloads. Of course, the show won't be on Hameen Media, so we can shit talk him a little bit, too. Ha ha! Well, I I don't really want to talk about bellow today. So that's gonna wrap up this week's show. Thanks for watching and or listening. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button. Then head over to the other platform, either twitch.tv backslash hitting the marks or hittingthemarks.com. Search hitting the marks on your favorite podcast listening device. You can get at the show on Twitter at htmpwpod. Get at me at not jargo RBV. Where do the people find you?
1: Well, as always, you can catch up with me across all social media platforms at the Real RBV. And uh, hey, I've been the last couple of days. I've been WWE free, but I'm about to get back on back on that train. Sadly, uh, so join me over on Facebook and the Hominy Media Discussion Group, and, and help me get caught up on what I've missed.
0: We'll talk to you Friday at the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, hittingthemarks.com. For now, we're off like a prom dress. Say yep.